If you had to ask me outside of saying the Blessed Rosary every single day, what is the number one efficacious thing someone could adopt? I would have to say it's spiritual contracts. Don't know what that is? Don't worry. We're going to find out today on the Latin Prayer Podcast. Greetings, listeners, and welcome back for another episode. I'm excited to dive in today's episode, but first I want to thank all of you who listen to the podcast, especially those of you who are praying the rosary daily. The links are in the show notes. Remember, Pope St. Pius X once said, if there were one million families praying the rosary every day, the entire world would be saved. If you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes, please hit the like button and leave a comment to show your support because it helps the podcast grow and succeed. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, don't hesitate to reach out to me via email at latinprayerpodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, if you would like to support the podcast further, consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. There are four tiers on my Patreon page available to choose from. However, you can select a custom pledge with $1 to $2 a month and help me continue to create meaningful content for you. And before we end today's episode, we will pray for our wonderful patrons, their family members, and their intentions. So thanks again for tuning in. Let's get started with Spiritual Contracts. Before we dive into spiritual contracts specifically, let's just take a step back and look at the nature of things. Human beings are two sides of the same coin. We have a material aspect to us that exists in temporal space, our matter, our body, and we have a spiritual or immaterial aspect to us, which is our soul. We are not souls trapped in human bodies. The church has been very clear that the body is the manifestation of the soul. We are two sides of the same coin. The implication of this is that everything that we do in the physical or temporal realm has in some way a spiritual significance, meaning in the very fiber of our being, we cannot separate the material from the immaterial. This concept that ties the temporal and the eternal together. Now, this sets the stage for us to look at this ancient practice known as spiritual contracts. These contracts assign a spiritual significance, a very specific spiritual significance, to our everyday actions, bridging the gap between the physical or the material and the metaphysical. We're going to try to understand the nature and the significance of these contracts and delving into their profound implication for our spiritual lives. To shed light on this topic, I want to turn to a gentleman named Kyle Clement, who is a revered Liber Cristo instructor who works very closely with Father Ripperger, and they specialize in healing, deliverance, and exorcism. According to Kyle, a spiritual contract intertwines the temporal and the spiritual, infusing our physical actions with eternal consequences. I'm going to say that again. It infuses our physical actions with eternal consequences. It is a subconscious act that we engage in, often without realizing its spiritual depth. The significance of spiritual contracts lies in recognizing the spiritual value of our physical actions. Take, for instance, the familiar gesture of just simply making the sign of the cross. Though it's a physical act, it universally represents 
an invocation of the Trinity every single time. We don't even need to mouth the words. We can just silently make the sign of the cross and we are invoking the Trinity. We cannot separate the action from its spiritual consequence. It is an unwritten contract established through centuries of usage and tradition. Throughout church history, indulgences have served as the clearest manifestation of spiritual contracts. By fulfilling the physical requirements for an indulgence, we acquire a spiritual benefit. Sometimes that spiritual benefit is applied to ourselves, but it is often encouraged to offer that spiritual benefit for someone who cannot help themselves, such as a soul in purgatory. Now think about this. Why would we be able to do that for them? Why can't they do it? Because they have been separated from their body. They cannot do the tangible physical action, but we can and obtain the spiritual benefit on their behalf. So hopefully you're starting to kind of piece this picture together. Spiritual contracts extend far beyond indulgences. They allow us to transform any adversity into spiritual growth and healing. So even when we are afflicted by some kind of physical pain, we have the capacity to assign a spiritual value to our suffering. I'm reminded of a quote from Venerable Fulton Sheen. I believe it's taken from his autobiography, which is titled Treasure in Clay. It's a beautiful book, highly recommended. But he said, Every time he drove by a hospital, he would groan because it would remind him of the unused suffering that took place inside those walls. What does he mean by unused suffering? It means that the physical pain being endured in those walls has the capacity to have some spiritual value. That suffering can be offered for the salvation of souls, because that is exactly what our Lord did for us on the cross. He offered his suffering for us. It does not necessarily need to be physical pain that we're enduring. It could be some difficult task ahead of us, something that we don't want to do. It goes against what our will wants. We may place ourselves in that position on purpose, and we would call that mortification, or it might be something that is handed to us. We didn't desire this, but now we find ourselves in this position. We can just simply endure it and have only its physical or temporal benefits, if there are any. Maybe there aren't any physical or temporal benefits, but we can offer it for the glory of God and obtain a spiritual benefit. There's another example by Kyle Clement in one of his talks with Liber Cristo, and he talked about offering the merits of a rosary for the conversion of a beloved relative. See, it's the same thing. This simple act becomes a spiritual contract. By engaging in this physical action of prayer, we enter into an agreement, an implicit understanding that our actions hold the power to bring about a spiritual outcome. And we do this all the time. We offer something that we are doing in the temporal realm to obtain some spiritual good either for us or for somebody else. Now up to this point, we've been speaking about singular acts. For example, making the sign of the cross or saying the rosary or doing some type of mortification, etc. What I'm about to share with you 
is the part that gets me really, really excited. Just like we've used a pious act, such as praying the rosary and using the beads or making the sign of the cross, to affect spiritual benefits, we can also use common everyday acts that aren't necessarily a pious act to begin with. We can transform or baptize everyday acts and elevate them into something much, much more spiritually beneficial. Pious acts would be something like I mentioned in the last episode, taking your thumb and making a cross over your lips, and the contract is every time I do that, the divine praises will be renewed in reparation for some offense committed. Another pious act could be every time you genuflect, or every time I make the sign of the cross with a crucifix, like at the end of my rosary, I make the sign of the cross with a crucifix, something different is renewed. Another pious act is whenever you kiss a crucifix. Another pious act could be whenever you bless yourself with holy water. But here's the cool thing. There are moments in our busy lives where prolonged prayer or pious acts seem scarce. We can find solace in the simplicity of a chosen action that is an everyday action. It could be as subtle as thoughtfully rubbing our chin or curling your toes. And each time we perform this action, we would renew a specific prayer. And by doing so, we are now obtaining the spiritual benefits of that prayer. Furthermore, during moments of intense stress and turmoil, we have the opportunity to magnify the frequency of our spiritual contracts. We call upon Our Lady or St. Joseph, our patron saint, and our guardian angel to join us in offering that same prayer every single time we perform that chosen action. It could be with every breath that we take. It could be with every beat of our hearts. And in this unified chorus of prayer, we can draw closer to the divine, seeking solace and strength in the loving presence of our heavenly companions. Imagine yourself in the busyness of your work, or at home, or at school, feeling the weight of that busyness and unable to carve out long periods of time for formal prayer, for those pious acts. It's in those very moments that we can simply engage the chosen action, be it thoughtfully rubbing our chin, curling our toes, or even some small pious gesture like a small cross on your forehead or over your lips or over your heart. We are now attaching specific prayers with specific spiritual benefits to those actions, and what we are doing is we are inviting the divine. We are now recognizing the spiritual and eternal benefits for the temporal actions, the temporal chosen actions. I mean, ultimately, what we're doing is we're inviting our blessed Lord to enter our heart. He, in his infinite compassion, hears our call and brings healing to our soul and extends his grace into our ordinary actions. And because we've intended to do so, now we can do it intentionally unified with Our Lady, St. Joseph, our patron saints, our guardian angel. We can ask them to stand beside us and offer their intercession and support. And it weaves this tapestry of divine communion within our daily life. The practice of making a spiritual contract enriches our spiritual journey by intertwining 
prayer and communion with our blessed Lord into the fabric of our existence. Because at the very basis of our human existence, that is who we are. We are both spiritual and material beings, two sides of the same coin. It is a transformative way to deepen our relationship with God by allowing His presence to permeate every aspect of our lives, no matter how busy or chaotic they may seem. Now, to my knowledge, there is no limit that I could find to the number of spiritual contracts that you can make with our Blessed Lord. I like to make my spiritual contracts in front of the Blessed Sacrament at Adoration, and I like to renew them on the first Saturday of the month. For your benefit, because you might be doing this for the first time, I thought it would be good for me to just give you a list of actions that I've used, and I'll give you a few examples of prayers that I've attached to those actions. The first one I have is when I make a small cross on my forehead with my thumb, and there is a prayer for the healing of memories, and that is the contract that I've created. Whenever I make the cross on my forehead, not the full sign of the cross, just with my thumb, there is a specific prayer for the healing of memories that will be renewed. When I make a cross with my thumb over my heart, I have a consecration to St. Joseph, and that prayer is renewed. I've already mentioned when I make the cross over my lips, the divine praises is renewed. Every time I draw a breath, and these are in times of turmoil or oppression, I feel that I'm not thinking about the diabolical, but I might be affected by it. Every time I draw a breath, the Holy Trinity oppression prayer. Every time my heart beats, the consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Whenever I make a full sign of the cross in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, a spiritual communion is renewed. Whenever I bless myself with holy water, the Asperges May prayer is renewed. Whenever I bless my wife with holy water, there is a specific blessing that is for your spouse. That prayer is renewed. And I've done the exact same thing when I bless my children with holy water. There is a blessing for children that the Father can do, and that prayer is renewed. So even if I don't pray the prayer, simply blessing them with holy water accomplishes obtaining the spiritual benefit. I've done this for blessing my home, so making a cross over the front door with holy water, the exaudinos prayer, the hear us, O God prayer. Whenever I bless a room above the door with a cross with holy water, the Visita quesimus domine, the visit, O Lord, prayer is renewed. Whenever I bless myself with a crucifix, so I make the sign of the cross with the crucifix, there is a prayer to restore lost graces, and that prayer is renewed. Whenever I kiss the crucifix, there is a reparation prayer that is renewed. Whenever I kneel or genuflect, the prayers for the Saint Benedict Medal are said and renewed. There are so many more that we could attach, and I would encourage you to find prayers that you desire to pray more often, and if you find yourself not having the time or the will even to pray them, at least make a spiritual contract and attach that prayer to some pious or everyday act. And think about this. Spend some time and actually think about how you could orchestrate your life for the obtaining of God's infinite graces. He wants to give them to us, and he knows how weak we are. This is a simple and easy way to begin to grow or deepen your spiritual growth. 
Use spiritual contracts. Use them. They will transform your life. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. I'd like to finish by, of course, praying for our patrons, for their family members, and for their intentions. So please join me now. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater noster qui es in celi sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimite nobis debite nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris. Et nenos inducas in tentationem, sed liberanos a malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicuterat et principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Well, thank you again for tuning in to another episode. Until next time, may God love you and Our Lady keep you.